Look, I finally got an alternator for the F-250. I installed it in the truck and said, fuck the wiring. I didn't feel like messing with it. I'd be on that because <laughs> I'd have to go buy a belt for it. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that today. I don't want to. <laughs> right. So the only thing I have left to do is get the charging system working and put brakes on it. And it should be good to go. Sweet. And we'll turn around and fuck sell it. <laughs> Because honestly, I'm sick of looking at it. I really want me like a K5 or a Bronco. Yeah. And I'm going to use it for that. My dad was like, why don't you trade it to get some stuff to work on the 56? <laughs> oh, you mean the project that I've owned for seven fucking years and never done anything with? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And don't you already have everything for that truck? I, yeah, I do. I'm just lazy and don't want to get it and bring it down here. I'll help you load it up, man. I need, <laughs> need somebody to cruise around. With the other Nova's gonna be done here in just a few weeks. I know you done fired it up. Yeah, yeah bastard! Didn't you didn't even videotape it? Uh, <clears throat> right. Hey, there'll be one coming soon. Today we uh, pressure washed it, uh, got all the bondo spots, uh, sanded out the floor. So next weekend we're we're gonna sand and prime it. All right. Are you gonna weld in new floor pans? Uh, let's or say just sheet metal it. Yeah. <laughs> They're not I actual floor pans, but... <clears throat> yeah. Something to at least stiffen it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, what's in there is more stout than I thought. Because I got in there, and not there's no seats or anything, and I jumped on the spots that were rusted oh, through, shit. and it held yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't have jumped a second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You got, you got seats for it and everything, or are you going to... Yeah, I got two, Find you some. two seats for it, debating on the back seat. We had the old minivan seat in there. It was like, it was gross. So I threw it out. It sat yeah. too long. Oh. Yep. Tommy doesn't like car talk. No. Nah. Started zoning out over there. No, nah, I'm tired <laughs> for some reason today. <laughs> I was grumpy as fuck earlier. I don't know why. I was aggravated, I guess. Aren't you aggravated all the time, Josh? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> no, I'm not. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for joining the Paranormal Minds of JST. I am your host tonight, Shane, and I am here with the other two guys, co-hosts, whatever you want to call them, uh, Josh. Hello, hello. And Tommy. Hello. And we are excited to come at you today with our season two premiere. Woo! We need a soundtrack. Audioless. <laughs> I expected a lot more excitement from my, from oh, my buddies here. Oh. Woohoo! <laughs> there we go. That. That's so, much better, guys. I just made somebody deaf. <laughs> been about a month. What uh you guys been up to? Nothing. Working? Being old? Working on trucks? Debating life decisions. Big ones? Small ones? All of them. Some the size of your head? (laughs) (laughs) He's got jokes. Oh. Quote the Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Tommy was at work the other day. I was on the phone with him, and somebody in the background was singing Akuna Matata. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a weird person. He started singing other stuff, too, after we got off the phone. Did he? Yeah. I just heard him singing a Hakuna Matata. Was weird. <laughs> I, nothing wrong with that. It's a good song. <laughs> Not right. <laughs> well, thank you all for uh, joining us. We're excited to start a new season with you all. Last season was great. Lots of fun. And so we're going to jump right in today. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Busby's Stoop Chair, also known as the Dead Man's Chair. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Spooky. Well, right. I'm scared. I'm I can't dumb. do this anymore. Uh, are you scared of my sound effects or everything? Yes, everything. No, it was just the sound effects. <laughs> just the sound. <laughs> That's what got me chills up the spine. <laughs> so, I never thought we'd be talking about a a scary chair, but uh, when I think of scary chairs, the scariest one I think of is that one from. Pee-wee's Playhouse. You guys remember oh, that? Yes. That chair, and it's like, who would want to sit there? Like that's that's making me panic. <laughs> Can we just be honest? That was an acid trip of a show. <laughs> yes, like, it was. 
As a kid, I lived underneath my grandmother's kitchen table playing Pee Wee's Playhouse every time I was over there. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, as long as you weren't doing what Pee Wee uh, got caught doing in that one movie theater. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, well, that's our cue to stop talking about Pee Wee. Well, yes, it know. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, our story starts in the late 1600s. Uh, Thomas Busby uh, was a resident of North North Yorkshire. That's uh, those were two hard words to put together for some reason. North Yorkshire. Okay. Anyway, in the in the UK, so Thomas was your your standard thug, thief, uh, drunkard. You know, whatever you want to use. He was he was trouble, right? Uh, so he uh, you usually frequented a pub that was in the bottom floor of an inn. Uh, some accounts say he actually owned the inn, uh, but I'm unsure which is actually true. But there's either way, he frequented this this inn that was that had a pub in the bottom, and he had a favorite chair there made of oak that only he could sit in. So he was always in this bar. He was always drinking, and he was always sitting in his favorite chair. He loved that chair. So <clears throat> he's living his his best life, you know, running around stealing things, uh, being drunk, you know, doing those types of fun things. There, enter Elizabeth Otty. Him and Elizabeth fall in love. It's great. They get married. What's even better is Elizabeth's father, Daniel Otty, was also a criminal. He specialized in counterfeiting coins, and that just blew my mind. Six, I guess, in the late sixteen hundreds. It was a thing like you just you're fashioning coins as a counterfeiter and put them into circulation. Anyway, I, I have questions on that, but I won't get off subject. I, I could tell you more about that later. Uh, of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer have questions, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do you have another two hours? Uh <laughs> All right, so uh, everything's good again. You know, uh, Thomas is running around with Daniel, doing criminal stuff. Uh, they commit crimes together, and they start parter partnering on the uh, counterfeit business. So they're both making the coins out at Daniel's farmhouse, putting them into circulation. Yeah, everything's good. Well, until 1702 hits, everything goes wrong. So Daniel and Thomas get into some sort of dispute. Uh, the two... Most popular opinions on what it was was something about Elizabeth, Daniel's daughter, Thomas's wife, uh, that, you know, Daniel didn't want her involved with Thomas anymore, something to that effect, or that there was some skimming going on in the counterfeit business. One of them was taking too much from the other. Now, whatever, whichever one we go with, they, they both had the same result. So they get into this big argument and they part, part ways. Well, later that day, Thomas goes to his, his favorite pub in the inn. He goes to sit in his favorite chair, and guess who's in his favorite chair? Daniel. Daniel. Well, I was going to say Elizabeth. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of course, Thomas flips his shit. Man, he's going off because he, they already had an argument, and he already went and got drunk. So, not only is he still mad at Daniel, he's now belligerent and now he's even more mad like everybody knows not to sit in that dang chair so they blow up again they're going at it going at it well daniel realizes how how drunk thomas is so he he leaves it's like i'm i'm getting out of this goes goes back to the farmhouse well thomas fumes for a bit and decides you know what i'm following this dude follows daniel back to his farmhouse and beats him to death with a hammer he then takes Daniel's body and throws it into the woods, thinking, okay, you know, I just murdered this dude with a hammer. Probably took him ten minutes or so to beat him. And uh, just thought that was it. Well, of course, the police get involved. They search the woods. Everybody knows Thomas did it, right? Right. So, they, um, they, are take, they get Thomas, the police do, and they're, they're going to execute him. Uh, but he was granted one last wish. So, they brought him... His last wish was to go sit in this dang chair and have one last drink. So they're like, okay. So they, they bring him into the pub. He sits down. He has his last drink and his chair. And then he does a curse on the chair. 
He proclaims that anyone that ever sits in his chair will die. And, you know, he proved it early, <laughs> earlier that week by killing his father-in-law. So he, those were his, his last words. So the police took him across the corner where he was viewing his favorite pub, and they gibbeted him, which is essentially tying or chaining him up on a post uh, above everybody to, to, to die. All right, <clears throat> so they did that, and he died. I probably sent him more energies back to his chair, because now he's just like, man, I just had my last drink there. And he's dead. This is historical, like this This happened, uh, it is documented, but now you enter into legend, everything that happened after that, uh, because everybody that sat in that chair died. The first victim documented was a chimney sweep. Uh, he sat in the chair uh, while at the bar lay, the next day they found him hanging right where Thomas was killed. Uh, so they, they thought it was suicide at first, but later the friend uh, that he was drinking with admitted, like, ah, oh, nah, I killed him. Uh, for whatever came over to him, like, oh man, I feel like hanging my friend. Tons of stuff through the through the years. Can't can't name all of it, so I'll just do some highlights. One time there were two airmen during uh, World War II, and they joked, you know, they had heard the legend, so they both sat in the chair. They both rode together when they left. Both got into a car crash and both died. There was one time a cleaning lady simply bumped into it and got a brain tumor and died. There was a hitchhiker, came into the bar one time, sat in it. When he left, he got ran over. There's so many things that's caused heart attacks, vehicle accidents. Uh, even one guy was a roofer, sat in the chair one night. And the next day, he's working on a roof, and the roof collapses and kills him. Uh, just so much happened there. And it throws me off. I'm like, I don't know why it took them 200 freaking years to do something about this chair. But finally, in 1978, the owner, the current owner of the inn slash bar, whatever it is, uh, donated the chair to the Thirsk Museum. And the museum's like, we're not going to have anybody dying because they came in contact with this. So they hung it at the top of the wall, like near the ceiling. So no one could even touch it. No one could do anything. I'm sure they were, like, gloved up or something, you know? <laughs> we don't want any of this murder energy on us. And there it remains to this day. That's cool. I'd like to see that chair in real life. Not on Ripley's, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you think they die because they actually are sitting in his lap? Like, he's just chilling <laughs> in that chair, drinking his ghost beer, and, you know, people just come by and, like, sit down, and he's like... No. And then he follows him and kills him. You know, we did talk about the, uh, in the, uh, Aoki Gahara episode about their Yuri's are, uh, they, they, uh, what was it? The last thought that they had was their, sorry, hold on. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but my dogs are going fucking wild. I heard one of them. But yeah. I just heard like a squeak. That's surprising. So, as I was saying, in that episode, we talked about the Yuri and their final thoughts or what would be performed as their last, I guess their last action mm -hmm. as a ghost. It would be constantly repeated or so it could, could very well be that. All right. Yeah. Cause he was looking at, at the bar as he was killed and had just killed a man over the chair. Like I'm sure his last thought was over that chair and sitting in it. So that makes a lot oh, of yeah. sense. Though, can we say just how sad and pathetic your life must be to be like, I'm this chair. Like, your whole life revolves around a chair. Right, and not even like a like a reclining lazy boy or something. I mean, just like a hardwood oak chair. I know, like, <laughs> if, if, you, if you look up the picture, if I'm not mistaken, it's like, it, it looks like the 1980s or 70s, you know, dining room table looking chair. Like, it does not look comfortable at all. So, yeah. Maybe not at all. Maybe it was comfy for the you know seventeen hundreds. Maybe maybe they had butts back then. You know, us white people ain't got no butts. <laughs> well, I don't. So. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I got all the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have none. My wife makes fun of me about it. But no, I mean, like for your life to evolve around a chair, and I mean, I get like you're about to die. And you want to sit in your favorite, like everybody has, like if you visit a restaurant or a bar, 
you know, a regular Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Anyways, <clears throat> you know, you have your favorite booth or your favorite table, stuff like that. So I could see like him being like, oh, I'm about to die. Let me have a, you know, pint of L and uh, I'll just sit in my favorite booth and that'll be it. But for him to be like, nobody sit in this chair. Like, why so possessive of that chair? Look, see, I took it a little more. Like, maybe his life didn't revolve around it, but it was his, you know? And he really hated his father-in-law in those life last, you know, days, obviously. And maybe that's why he stated it. He's like, no, I'm standing by my anger and my belief that no one should sit in this chair. That's like, uh... Wouldn't you have, uh, like, a favorite thing in the world, something you really, really like, don't want anybody messing with? I can't talk about it on this podcast, no. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I don't like for people to touch my computer. Okay. So, so you're think of your computer and think of me or Tommy came over and we did something on it. You probably wouldn't prefer we didn't, but you're probably not going to kill us with a hammer. But the person you hate more than anything in the world touches the thing that you like more than anything in the world. It it intensifies it. Right. Like, oh, no, 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 when you might have let it just roll off if it was somebody else. Yeah. You think it was the anger felt from, you know, whatever the disagreement was, like you said, and then he just, you know, was like, screw it, nobody's sitting in this chair. I'm dead. Mm-hmm. No, if, if I can't sit here, nobody can. Yeah, exactly. And I think, man, so many different hauntings and spirit spiritual manifestations, like all these things we've talked about. So we got the chair was made out of wood, which we know holds energy. We know extreme emotions, uh, especially when they are surrounding murder. And then to immediately follow his death being right there near. And like you guys are talking about, you know, the last thoughts there. This cross has so many boxes on uh, being legit be, from everything else we've talked about. We can also probably rule in the fact that he probably peed in that chair. He just wasn't getting up. Well, I mean, it's a seven to, you know, late 16, you know, hundreds, early 1700s. Because what, 1702 is when he was executed? Yeah, but surely to God, it wasn't that, you know, they would have they would have had not necessarily bathrooms, but he would have been pissing where he was sitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, I would, you know, I'm pretty sure. I mean, in, in in all honesty, you know, they would throw sewer out into the streets, and there was literal sewage See? that you. Yeah. Would, so, but it wasn't where he was sitting. Oh, we we don't know. He didn't want nobody sit in his chair. Maybe he was scared that if he got up to go take a piss, someone would sit in his chair, and he was just like, "Nope, mine." Market. Is this image? I don't know if y'all are. I, I pulled it up on Wikipedia. Is this no? It says depicted in the. I, I'm assuming a book, but I was like, I would like an actual picture of it. Where is? It does look like it would be a high end chair for the time. Now it does look like that. It's it's cushioned. It's you know it is a wooden chair, but this picture's got cushions as far as the seat in the back and the armrests. But I don't know if that's actually the picture. If that's just the one that's depicted. Yeah, I don't remember a, a cushion or arms. Let's see. And if there is a cushion, according to Tommy, people just peed in their chairs in the 1700s. So that, that'd be a rank-ass cushion. Oh, yeah, no, it is just a normal old just wooden chair. Oh, yeah, okay. Like I said, it looks like a chair from, like, an old dining room table. I mean, To it, be fair, though, probably pretty damn comfortable right why is it when i google death chair it's all electrical chairs with people who've been executed well context clues um electric chair eyes pop out oh i i really i've all i've always thought curses are one of those things you don't mess with you know because it, it takes a lot of emotion to put a legitimate curse on someone in my opinion or anything obviously with this chair but you hear curses all through time. People put curses on everything. And they haunt lands and you know stuff like that. Like I'm going to come back and haunt your whole family. And, you know, right. your whole family is going to have this disease, or you know. 
every third child will die in your family for 20 generations. I think we should bring the curse back. All right, let me try it. Let's, uh, yeah, next time we go camping, let's try to curse Tommy. Why me? Why? Why can't we curse people that run us off? Because we always get run off. Yes, we do. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> <What do you laughs> it's the government, man. They're in on us. They're like, ah, these are not they're getting too close See, to the real truth. They, we got to stop. They them. figured out that we knew about the microwave guns with the extra dimensional aliens and that Mark Zuckerberg is working with the World Economic Forum to create lizard people dominated multiverse called Meta. Okay. Seems a little far fetched, but you're probably right. But I mean, why do I gotta get cursed? Yeah. Just sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Can it be something where it's like I just break a bone or something? You know, I have accidental insurance. Damn, it, it didn't even have that. to be that extreme. But if you want it to be I that mean, extreme, I, we can make I have, it that extreme. I have accidental insurance <laughs> that I pay for. Okay, I think my leg is like worth two hundred dollars. So okay, I, think. I would pay for your trip. <laughs> I think because of the evil you put on these old timey people that they just peed themselves sitting down. <laughs> That's the curse. Every time you sit down for dinner, you pee yourself. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I think I'd rather have the broken leg. Right? <laughs> Jeez, at least that would heal. I mean, unless I broke a leg every time I sat down for dinner. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I mean, I like that too. <laughs> That's a rough one. <laughs> You, you get to choose one. Which one do you choose? You can always wear a diaper to dinner. There we go. <laughs> so his his side of not to go back on topic. I'm I'm reading this. So the side of his execution was at a crossroads. Oh, yep. Mm, yeah, that probably fueled the fire too. Yeah. Uh, well, it never said like what if. Before his soul passed to wherever it was, he made a deal with the with a demon. Yeah, you gotta wonder though. You know, they say you have to bury something in the crossroads, mm-hmm. but it, if they're hanging him from these whatever they're hanging him from, I'd imagine eventually he's gonna lose some type of blood because they probably beat the hell out of him to hang him up there. Yeah, he peed. Yeah, and it it would have soaked into the ground his blood and. And I wonder if that would have just been the same thing, and that was how the curse actually got harder, you know, stronger. Is it, you know, here's my soul, make sure this happens. Man, that'd be wild. Demon comes up thinking you're going to bargain for your life or something, and it's like, no, make sure my curse stays. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? He's like, are you you sure? (laughs) You won't? Yeah, man, the chair. Everybody who sits in it dies. Dude, I could like get you off of this stick right now, and you could be alive. But maybe that is why no one ever got rid of the chair. Like there was stronger forces at work there, and it's like, okay, the the deal quote deal with the devil he made was that no, it has to stay for two hundred and seventy years. Yeah. Well, I mean, why has nobody, like, destroyed it? Or is that what you're getting at? Like, Yeah, like, no one got rid of it. Dude gave it to the museum. You know, I would think they would have thrown it out a hundred years after the first person died. Everybody knew he had done that curse. After the first person died, be like, oh, let's burn it. Do, do you think maybe because, like you said, that cleaning lady bumped into it, wound up with a brain tumor and died? Like, do you think people were just scared of, like, oh, maybe if we burn it, it will destroy this whole village. Maybe. Could have been. So you you saying 270 years, Shane. I, was, I, I, I thought this was true, but the he would have had to have, in my, you know, it could have been, I don't know how curses work, but he would have had to have said, you know, I'll curse this chair for so many generations. Well, if it was 270 years, 250 years is 10 generations. So he could have easily been like, "I'm this this chair is cursed for ten generations," and then they're like, "That's when they were able to move it, and it may not necessarily still be cursed, but yeah, that makes sense." <clears throat> what about sitting in it? I'm be honest. If we three went into a bar with a cursed chair, one of us is sitting in it. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
I think all three of us would. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I know for a fact I would. I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> I'm over here talking about how much I believe in curses, but I'm like, I'm doing that. <laughs> Y'all have heard of, speaking of like stuff like that, you've heard of the uh, pillar in Savannah, right? We'll have to do a, a episode. But I'll give you a rundown. Apparently, if you touch the, this pillar, it's just a pillar of like an old building or something. And if you touch it, uh, you die. Not right then, but like you, oh. same thing as a chair. Like you leave, go do something, and X amount of time passes, and you just die. So y'all, y'all down to go to Savannah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have. I don't know about the pillar, but there's Savannah is a haunted ass city. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's built literally on top of a graveyard. Yeah, we should definitely make that a go to for sure. I, I was gonna go there on my honeymoon. You should have. Well, a lot of stuff happened and. You know, mostly being COVID. We don't we don't talk about COVID. I'm gonna start singing it to the Bruno tune. We don't talk about COVID. I don't think it works that well. <sighs> anyway. It might. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I do have to wonder how far up they mounted this chair, because if that lady, if the maid had bumped into it, then and she got a brain tumor. I mean. All you'd have to do is reach up and just give it a touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might, I don't know, get lymphoma or something. I don't, I don't know. Colon cancer. Plus, yeah. I think the cleaning lady was before the museum, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Was okay. Oh, you're just saying, okay, I got Yeah, you. if it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess if the curse was... Only, and I'm not saying this is what it was, but if it was only 10 generations of 250 years or 270 years or whatever, then maybe the power's gone. Maybe it's that's how they were able to hang it in this museum or even transport it out of the bark at all, mm-hmm. you know, without somebody dying. Or what if they took like measures? Like, like you said, kind of like Shane with the whole war like gloves or something, but like did it with like a rosary bead or. Some type of like they sage the chair to kind of keep from passing the curse on. I don't know if that would work. Or they could have just easily picked it up with something that wasn't their hands. I guess that would have been the same. Or what if it deals with, well, no, because I was going to say if people who, you know, probably don't believe in curses, because, you know, some people say that the only way a curse affects you is if you believe in it, right? Um, <clears throat> but with the two uh, airmen, who joked about the curse and said in it, I'd assume they probably didn't believe in it or else they wouldn't have said in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. They did joke about it. So yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. I mean, though we joke about it and we would probably still be like, uh, I'm going to sit in it. And we still believe in curses in a way. Interesting. notes. So I, I, I just looked up, you know, how you can uh, interact with something that's cursed without it affecting you. And of course, you know, brings up spells and all sorts of things like that. But there's actually a seller on Etsy that will remove curses for you. Oh wow! So how much? Now, obviously, uh, it's on sale right now for eleven forty nine. Nice. <laughs> Don't you love the modern age? Uh, now, obviously, they didn't have that back then, but I'm sure, being what was it seventy. I already forgot the date, 1972 or whatever. 78, yeah. 78 when they moved it. I'm I'm sure witches or something like that w- would be easily found to say, hey, come over here and do a spell on this chair or get rid of this curse. Uh, so maybe that's how they were able to. Yeah, maybe. Could have been. No, nah, you couldn't just pull up an app on your phone, obviously, but... <laughs> Couldn't order them off of Etsy. <laughs> That's for sure. You had to go to the local library, whisper, Hey, do you have an occult book? I need it. <laughs> and then the librarian will judge you and then pray for you at her Pentecostal church. Um, yeah, this is in the UK, not Mississippi. So, Oh, well. <laughs> her Church of England. Uh, church of England. So. Cake or death? <laughs> Cake or death? I don't know why it sounded like a Dalek when I said that. So this was a handmade chair because, according to this, well, no, 
because 1700s, that's the 18th century, right? Yeah. I wonder, well, I guess, I don't know how old the chair was, but it could have been absolutely handmade. Uh, factories and the Industrial Revolution really didn't kick off until about the late 19th century. Made the late 19th century. So it was probably handmade, especially handmade from somebody, you know, craftsmanship that actually lasts looking at you, Ikea, in your press board furniture. Oh, man. What was it we tasted not long ago? Or, Josh, we were talking about something tasted like that press wood. What was that? Oh, man. Because I was surprised that you knew what it tasted like, too. It was like, oh, we both ate that shit for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, what was it? <laughs> I don't remember. I remember us talking about it. I remember the Presswood thing. <laughs> when was that? Was that there in one of the podcasts? Or Yeah, it was, but I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. I always find it funny, like, because... All press board is is essentially wood shavings that are glued together and pressed. Oh, low carb bread. That's oh, what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> yep. See, I want all the carbs. So, oh. <laughs> How come it is we always get to talking about fucking food? That was every day. We fat. Yeah, that's true. What's, what's bad that time is it was IKEA furniture that reminded us. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of fat, I want to point out because I didn't get a chance to point out uh, in the Texas episode. Do I not look like your un- like your drunk uncle with the beer belly trying to talk into the daggum voice recorder when we're at the park in the night vision? I don't know, just. Belly all popped out, and I'm like, well, I think there's ghosts here, but I just don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Your Tommy impression is spot on. It is. Pretty close. <laughs> That's how you talk every day. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of the video... I really thought that the black spot was how that was supposed to be. I was like, damn, that's dark as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just went with it. I, I, just, I didn't know. <laughs> I just did not move the, the video together. I put your voiceover audio to it, and I just didn't put the two pieces of video <laughs> together. But I told you I was going cross-eyed trying to salvage what I could from uh, it. And yeah. I I just totally missed it. Like, man. Uh. <laughs> It's it's a good summary for that trip, though. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely was. Oh man, I like the part where we're like running from the rain. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, I don't know, you know, maybe you guys know, but ever since that trip, uh, my laptop, you know, I take on all of our haunted, you know, investigations, paranormal investigations. Every time I turn it on, my Xbox One turns on. <laughs> Damn! Every time I'll be on the other side of the house and I hear it, do you? I'm like, what is going on? And I don't know if there's some attachment in the computer. Maybe not even just Texas, but everywhere we've went, you know, we always listen to everything and put video on it. Like, yeah. is is it getting some residual digital spiritual something <laughs> energy in it? It's weird. Yeah, that's wild. My computer's hooked up to my son's Xbox, and when I cut mine on, it doesn't do that. All right. Yeah, and they're not they're not synced, not signed into the same Microsoft account or anything. But it's every time, and but that's the only like touch screen thing. You know, you know how that Xbox you just kind of you can just yeah. gently caress it, and it turns on. It's not a real button. Yeah, and, my, and not to interrupt you, but uh, Xbox isn't like playstation or we or, or or not we but switch the bluetooth on it is proprietary so it means the controller is the only thing that can that can connect to it to turn it on like that so it would have to be something like that like like you're saying wonder if it's the same radio frequency that's why i'll do a video uh one day and send you guys uh I'm not, because I, I thought about doing that, and it's like, you know, people be like, oh, that that could be faked. Someone in another room turning it on with the remote. I'm like, I promise, I'm not faking it. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, maybe, you know, th- that brings 
back to our main subject on this this residual energy you know so even if we think it's a curse or whatever it is there's there's something connected to the chair so like it could be him sitting there and like you said tommy people sitting on him and he physically does it or the curse that josh was talking about there's no disputing there's some sort of energy and just seeing that you know messing with stuff on a computer can I'm convinced that it's it's connected. It's there's something in this damn computer, and I'm gonna have to. Do priests bless like computers? Can they, like, curse they out probably, energy? Yeah. It's like, it's not a bad thing. You know, you know, that's all it does. Turns on the Xbox. Maybe he just wants to play a game. Maybe yeah. it's not bad yet. <laughs> I think it's bad because he can't play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. every time that out, I haven't been like, okay, let's play. So maybe if I, you know, pulled up a game or something and I left the controller down, how crazy would that be if you start seeing a t- t- like buttons? Oh, that'd be, oh my <laughs> god, that'd be crazy. That'd be cool as fuck. <laughs> People would say you're faking though. They'd be like, he has uh, loose screened his fingers. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Green screening still looks like green screening right. to me. You can always see it. Yeah. I still like the idea of him being sat on. <laughs> <laughs> it just pisses him off every time. Could you, man? I mean, you're drinking your ghost ale, right? You're sitting there. You're just chilling in your chair. And then someone comes and sits on you. Maybe they spill your ale. I'd be mad, too. I don't know if I'd kill anybody. Depends on how good ghost ale is. We've talked about, too, how the... The spirits are kind of stuck in their last emotional state, and it makes sense. I mean, he killed he killed the last guy in a drunken rage. So yeah, that, I mean that totally makes sense. He's just there and is like, ah, I will kill you, and it's just forever on repeat. Man, it sucks. But yeah, yeah, it'd be a pretty horrible existence. You're just mad all the time, <laughs> mad and drunk, and killing people over a chair. Yeah, <laughs> that was just that was the turning point. Like you stole all my money, or you told me I couldn't do this, but no, you sit in my chair. <laughs> That's it. That's all it takes. I wonder what happened to his wife. I didn't see anything about like what she did after this. She just left. She was like, "Screw this! I'm going to find some people that aren't criminals and care more about a chair than me." That had to have been a traumatic <laughs> couple of days. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Your dad gets murdered, and your husband well, killed your dad, and all he cares about is the dadgum chair. That's all he ever cared about. Mm-hmm. You know, so. See, what if, what if Thomas wasn't the bad guy? It was the wife. Yeah, and they just made him out to oh. be, well, like, his, uh, his dead mother handmade him that chair and it was very sentimental to him and the father-in-law stole all of the money that they worked on together and was like what are you going to do go to the cops it's counterfeit you can't do anything about it and thomas runs off crying he's like oh what do i do the only thing that'll come for me is the chair my mother made me and daniel's just <laughs> evil laughing Going like, I know it'll make him even more mad. I'm going to sit in his chair. Yeah. He very well could have been sitting in that chair strictly to piss him off. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, how many times have you done something out of spite? Yeah. Right. (laughs) I just hope not sitting in somebody's chair gets me murdered. But, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I'm sure it really wasn't sitting in the chair that got him murdered. It was the... Stealing all the counterfeit money. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, too. You know, And this chair was probably just the final straw. Like, you know what? This guy. Yeah. How long apart were the deaths uh, as far as someone sitting in? Not like when they died, but like someone sitting in a chair, they died. And then how far till someone else sat in the chair and then they died? Uh, some were very close together like i think within a 10 year span it got 10 people but there was also right at the beginning after the first one i don't think anyone messed with it for 100 years i think 
but that makes sense for being back back in the day and then seeing that actually go down. But like, oh no, that's crazy. Don't sit in it. Don't touch it. Leave it in the corner. Yeah. And then the people come in, and then it's just legend. You know, no one no one believes it anymore until here you go again. Yeah. And we try to tell you. I mean, the the reason <laughs> I ask that is because you know some people might be like, oh well, it's just coincidence. You know. That makes sense being being a bar and people leaving and getting into wrecks. I mean that that happens. You know, right. you're drinking, you're going out, you're drinking, you get into a fight with your friend who kills you. I mean that happens to me all the time. Well, I know. So you, just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm only what 135th Tommy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Sewing that head back on. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting pretty good at those sutures. You can't even see them anymore. I know, I know. I'm glad you got rid of the weird mustache thing that was going on. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't allow, we couldn't allow that to stay around too long. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I know. I have to shave every time before, like we we record now. <laughs> we wouldn't make fun of you. No, you wouldn't. The people out there will. <laughs> We would definitely make fun of you. <laughs> no, it would be out of good, out of out of love. Well, out of love. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, I, like I said, I know some people be like, "Oh, it's a coincidence that these things happened, that these people died," you know. And of course, there's probably not a record on how many people sat in the chair and lived, you know. All right. I think the biggest thing that would help rule out coincidence would have been the uh, World War II days. Uh, I believe there was a base near there, so it was the a lot of these uh, military people came through. And it was said that once, once someone came in there and sat in the chair and they went over to, to fight the fight, they never came back. And then the people oh, that were still around, because you you know, like especially back in the day, it was, oh, we ship out tomorrow. We're gonna go and we're gonna have some drinks, and then they never came back. Yeah. And the ones that were just going out for a drink off a of base would, you know, they'd get in wrecks and die. So, I think that World War Two really solidifies. Like, eh. now I get coincidence though. People die in war, but mm. that's like, man. Yeah. What's the likelihood, though? Right? Like, it's pretty slim, in my opinion. Right. I mean, I know the, the death rate back then was quite a bit higher, but, again, what are the odds? It's hard to say. I mean, I, I could see one or two, if you know, if it was a coincidence, who sat in the chair come back. Right? At least one. Like, let's say a hundred people sat in that chair. At least one would have to come back, right? Statistically? Yeah. You know, and for everybody who sat in that chair, like a hundred out of a hundred not coming back, like, I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a coincidence, in my opinion. Law of average was not with those people. All 100 was in one plane that went down. No survivors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that might make it a little bit of a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know what? I, something I just thought about: uh, the people that sat in the chair through the night and drank had more horrific deaths than the ones that touched it, brushed it. Like we talked about, the cleaning lady got a tumor. Now, obviously, that's not pleasant, but it wasn't like a they got brutally murdered the same night because one of the guys who had a heart attack. Now nah, that's pretty bad. Never mind. I, I take that back. Did he die of the heart attack? Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like, oh, you know, you could live through that, but he died. So that that point is mute. <laughs> yeah. Statistically, though, I mean, uh, you know, it's, what are the odds of him having a heart attack to die? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what time period it was in. But at some point, heart attacks were 100%, you know, fatal. Yeah, I mean, more like what were the odds of it being a heart attack that uh, killed him? Uh, you know, you know, if he ran out in the street and got run over by a bus, might be a little different. But then he had a heart attack and died. I see. It's just like COVID. There you go again. The hell. I've I've come to realize I'm the conspiracy theory guy on this thing. Okay. 
So y'all already confirmed that I'm Dale Gribble for some reason, except I don't like Mountain Dew. You better start liking Mountain Dew. God, either you live the ensemble or you just forget it, okay? <laughs> All right, bowl up some Mountain Dew. It's going to be a long night, guys. <laughs> Next episode, we're all coming dressed and themed from characters uh, as characters from King of the Hill. <laughs> I have to shave like a bald spot in my head. So that way. Yeah. Just put a hat on, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to be, Shane? <sighs> I don't know. As soon as I said that, there's no good options, is there? Uh, uh, it's either Hank Hill I'd, or Bill. I'd, or... I'd have to. I'd have to be Bill because I'm the fat one. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm fat too, you know. <laughs> uh, dang it, Bobby! <laughs> someone has to play two parts. Yeah, someone has to be Boomhauer. Nobody has to be Boomhauer. None of us can talk <laughs> that fast. I so was that y'all? I was talking to uh, somebody said something about Boomhauer being like a government agent. Oh, he's a Texas Ranger. Supposedly. Yeah, that's what it was. Like, what the hell? <laughs> How did he get that job? Right. <laughs> he didn't smooth talk his way into it. Sure he did. I mean, you come down there and you have to hear about that right there with the badge and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Tell you what. <laughs> but back onto the chair, because the chair is very interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Coincidence or not, it's still crazy to think that, you know, people who sat in that chair not long after died, right? You know, you could probably chalk some of it up to coincidence. Maybe one or two, I mean, a couple of them, I'm going to say a couple of them. You can chalk up to um, coincidence. But the only one I feel like, well, we didn't talk about all of them, but the the two guys from World War Two, when they that I mean from the car wreck, eh, you know, both of them dying. That's a possibility. That's a real possibility. of. But again, what are the odds that they had the wreck? I mean, maybe they were wasted. I don't know. But I mean, you could always look at the butterfly effect on that aspect, too. Like maybe if they didn't take the time to sit in the chairs. They wouldn't have been traveling that road at that exact time that would cause whatever it was that caused the wreck to happen in the first place to happen. So we can go off chaos theory if they want to go, you know, down a rabbit hole. You know what I'd like to test? Uh, so especially with this chair, but, you know, cursed objects in general. I'm not sitting in a uh, chair. Well, no, this is a safe way. So have you... Have you guys seen the experiment with the uh, polygraphs on plants? Have we talked yeah, about that? I've seen it. I don't know if we've talked about it. Okay. I haven't seen it or talked about it. All right. Well, I'll talk about it here. So um, there's this scientist or this study that they hook polygraph onto plants, and they actually get spikes in you know, mental activity, if you will, when you kill a plant next to them or eat lettuce you know you do all these things and they can experience you know that you can see the difference in happiness and sadness and you know it's not you know clear as day but it's way more than i ever thought you would get right right so i i'm interested for uh let's say trees around a haunted area you know that because of the wood and we know that they've absorbed that energy to see if you get a response let's say you do an evp session and does the tree respond to that? So a little preview, and we're going to have that and ghost hunts at some point whenever I get a polygraph machine. <laughs> but do you think with a cursed object, so back to the chair, it is wood, so it should have absorbed the energy, be it a curse, be it you know a haunting spirit, whatever it is, hook that polygraph up and then see if there's activity and then have someone actually touch it and see if you get that spike. In theory, you should see that on this object, right? There should be some sort of activity, activity, because it is some sort of energy transfer. Mm-hmm. I think we should figure out. I, I don't know if we can get our hands on this chair, but maybe test that theory on something uh, that's cursed. Yeah, 
I mean, technically, honestly, we could curse something ourselves. I don't know what we'd want to do that on or what we kind of curse we'd want to put on it, but... I mean, put a curse on it like you stomp your toe, you know, if you touch it. No, we're doing the, the pee yourself every time you eat dinner curse. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> and if it works, we are fucking really sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine Thanksgiving dinner with my relatives? Like, even like my in-laws and stuff. Like, I'm like, ah, I'm not having Thanksgiving dinner tonight. Um, so, you're you're missing a very easy solution to that. Just stand. Yeah. It was, it's only dinner. Still sit for your breakfast and lunch. Just stand for dinner. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. Eat at a different time. <laughs> it's not necessarily <laughs> dinner. It's brunch. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> As long as I eat before five thirty, <laughs> yeah. I just go to go to the early bird specials. Like, yeah, just keep hammering in there that you're old. <laughs> <laughs> I like this chair. It's it's been in my life my entire life. So seeing it back in the day, I thought it was just a story on a TV show. I had no idea it was real. Yeah, yeah. Beyond belief, fact or fiction? I think wasn't it on the. Unsolved Mysteries as well? Am I making that Yes, it, it was actually, because when I when I Googled it, it popped up on the Unsolved Mysteries website. Because I, yeah. I didn't uh, see the Unsolved f- Mysteries. I just saw the Beyond Belief one. So. Or I probably did and just don't remember, but. Yeah, so what do, what do you guys think, just overall in closing? Well, I mean, I, I feel like it's cursed. I feel like. I feel like we're sitting on him. Like people are sitting on him and he's getting mad about it, honestly. And he's just, you know, no one likes to be sit on without being asked, okay? And then bumped into that lady bumped into him. Not really the chair, it was him. So I think that's really what it is. It's less of a curse and more of just him just trying to enjoy his afterlife. About you, Josh. <clears throat> um I do believe it's cursed. Uh, I also believe that him dying at the crossroads enhanced that curse, and where be it blood dripping into the ground, however it happened, I definitely believe that he was an upset individual to curse a chair for people to die from. I'm with you guys. I think uh, I think a little of both. I think it's so bad because it is haunted. I think it is drenched in negative energy. Uh, that it was instilled there, and I do think it's cursed from his last words, and I love the fact that it was at a crossroads to enhance it. So, I think what is that? Four different things to make it so bad. I yeah, I think it's a it's a full house of bad juju, <laughs> really messing this chair up for sure. Well, cool, well, cool. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in uh, to the Paranormal Minds of JST. Drop us a follow, download uh, season one if you're just joining us. Uh, go listen to all our episodes there. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, these are just our thoughts. We'll see you next time.